Buckle up, it's time for the tactics meeting. Episode 11, Certified Emergency Manager with Randy Ashmore from Gallagher Marine Systems. In this episode, we'll be talking about the International Association of Emergency Managers and their certification for Certified Emergency Manager and Associate Emergency Manager. Let's get started. Today on the program, I'm with Randy Ashmore. He is the training manager uh, for Gallagher Marine Systems, a national incident management team and qualified individual service provider. Randy Ashmore, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Dan. Thank, glad to be here. It's a great opportunity. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I've looked forward to this for a while. I've had this certified emergency manager certification on my radar. I'd like to put CEM behind my name, but I haven't figured out how to go about doing that. And then you mentioned to me a few weeks ago that you had some knowledge, some understanding of that process and had actually uh, done some work to help put those programs together. But before we get into that, Tell me, Randy Ashmore, how did you get into oil spill response in the first place? What has brought you to this place in your career? Wow, it's a, that's a great question. It's funny, the, uh, the decision points in life and how things come about, I knew out of high school, I was going into the military, I didn't know where. I come from three former Marines and went Coast Guard. Because at the time, the Coast Guard had some great opportunities. And I said, you know, that's what I want to do. And before I went to boot camp, my father, being a former Marine, he looked at me and said, son, go someplace out of boot camp you've never been. You grew up in New England your whole life. So I chose to go to Alaska. I thought that was the neat thing. I'd never been to Alaska. I grew up in New England. So I went to boot camp, got a place, got a 210-foot cutter out of Kodiak, Alaska. That was 1989. Well, you also know what happened in 1989, Exxon Valdez. So I got up there being a teenager, and I knew everything there was to know because, of course, I was a teenager. And I realized I knew nothing. And uh, you learned that you knew nothing oh. while you were still a teenager. <laughs> that is an amazing feat. Yep. I remember thinking, ah, I'm a good, strong swimmer. I'm a young buck. If I see land, I can swim to it. And then I remember picking up Mount McKinley at 252 miles away uh, over the horizon with the big eyes going, yeah, I'm not going to make it that far. Going, yep. So. It was quite an education up there. And then the Exxon Valdez, the incident occurred. And I was a young non-rate up there picking up tar balls and not really understanding what I was doing. And my whole goal back then when I got in the Coast Guard was to see the world, to travel, to enjoy, and figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. I still haven't gotten there. But uh, I picked that uh, tar balls up. We did a lot of photography, photographing of the incident. And... They did a lot of booming and strategies that I didn't understand. But that kind of what's got me started in the oil spill world. Uh, I became a bosun mate. I went to a small boat station. And then I ended up, oh, in the early 90s on the National Strike Force. Bosun's mates rule. <laughs> yes, we do. You can either be a bosun mate or work for one. So well when I got said. to the strike team, I uh, spent nearly 10 years of my career on the strike team. Uh, I was there multiple tours, mostly on the Atlantic team, but we supported the other Gulf and PAC team. 
And that was where the bread and butter and the oil spill world for the Coast Guard Marine response. And that's where I grew. And that's where I started and how I've been doing this for as many years as I have. I learn every time and I love it. So how did you end up associated with the Certified Emergency Manager Program? Well, I've always been involved with some form of emergency manager back when it was even before we had emergency managers, back when it was civil defense. I grew up in that arena. Some of my early projects, my Coast Guard or my before the Coast Guard, when I was a Boy Scout, my Eagle Scout project was to do to develop and create a junior division of firefighters so that I could become an EMT and start my EMT training when I was 16. And I've always been involved with emergency preparedness from their merit badges and going up with that. So I was always looking to see what was out there. And it just so happened the International Association of Emergency Managers came to play in 1993 when they were founded and started this organization that focused on emergency management. At the time, again, I was young. I didn't know anything about the Air Force's emergency management program. They have a phenomenal program. And this being in the Coast Guard, we started looking at all the jobs we were doing, whether it was natural disasters or man-made disasters and things that we were responding to all fell into that emergency management realm. And I was looking for a way to kind of hone my skills, coordinate with other professionals, like-minded individuals, and continue to learn. That's one thing that I found out. You never stop learning. When I, when I started getting involved with the International Association of Emergency Managers, I wanted to find out what it was about. And like you said, what are these, what are these letters, CEM, AEM, what does that mean? So being a certified emergency manager an associate emergency manager, uh, I was looking at their qualifications and what the requirements were. And I realized I met most of them by doing the jobs that I did in the Coast Guard, by doing my response. And then as it continued on, I started focusing a lot of my, a lot of my education, my training, my, my degrees, around emergency management and it just kind of kept morphing and growing as I went. So how does one become an emergency manager today Ooh. or or an associate emergency manager? Great, great. The uh, first thing you do is you got to go to the IAEM, your, their website, IAEM.org, which is International Association of Emergency Managers.org and look at their certification link. You join their membership and it'll open up a lot of great resources to you. And it talks about all the qualifications. And it's interesting, since their inception in 93 to what we are today, there's just over 2,000 certified emergency managers worldwide. That's it? That's it. When you look at the uh, National Registry of EMTs, the NREMT is over 450,000 um, certified EMTs or paramedics. Uh, granted, they've been going back since the 70s. So it's interesting to see it is a very, I don't want to say elite group, but their standards are held very high. And to become a certified emergency manager, there's criteria to become an associate emergency manager, there's criteria. And a lot of it, if you look at their website, it'll take you through the process. Some of the things that you're required to have is you've got to have a minimum of a set number of years experience in the emergency management field whether it be four years for associate, eight years for certified emergency manager. Uh, you've got to have 100 hours of general, general management training, 100 hours of emergency response training. You've got to have contributions to the emergency management field. 
whether that be articles, whether that be uh, uh, presenting presentation and giving courses or presentations in this field. So they look at this stuff. You have to take a test. And right. it's a multiple choice test. Oh, whew. I was getting nervous for a second. Okay. <laughs> multiple choice. Uh, it's a multiple choice test. And actually some of the things that we have to do to recertify, one of the options is we can submit questions for review to be included in their question pool. And you've got to do a minimum number of questions. The questions have to come from one of the sources such as like the FEMA independent study courses. And you have to reference where in the independent study course this question comes from, provide the answers, and then they evaluate them and put them in the question pool. So the questions are, they're not, they're not that hard. They're straightforward, but you've got to know your, know your job as an emergency manager. And there's a lot of different courses out there from FEMA. They're, you can take them online for free. So you get those courses. Then you have to write an essay. There's an essay that goes in. It's also like a peer-reviewed essay. I thought there was a catch. Yeah. And, yeah. So when you put your package together, there's a lot that goes into this. There's several different components of it. And one of the best programs and best things that IAEM did was it created a mentorship program. So if you're going to be an AEM or a CEM, I highly encourage people, look at the website. You can log in. You can look at the members. And there's a mentor program. Find a mentor near you. The mentorship program, you have to go, yes, you have to go through additional training within IEM. You have to have been a CEM or AEM for a set amount of time, be reviewed by them, go through training, and they will help you every step of the way. They will review your package because a lot of times people put down some of the things, the requirements, your education requirement, and they, they do this thing called double dipping. They mark it in one category, and then they realize, hey, you know what? This is training. I can mark it down here. Uh, when the board gets this and reviews that, they're like, no, nah, you can't. There's only certain, you can only get 25 hours of those 100 in any one category. So if you go over that, you that doesn't count. So your mentor will help you streamline and look through this process, kind of like a check and make sure that, hey, here's a way to help you out. They'll also give you some options and a good mentor will review your essay for you and look through and give you some pointers. They're not going to write it for you but they'll help you understand that it's not just, they're not just looking for regurgitated information. Uh, when you talk about the emergency response process, they don't just want to hear mitigation, preparation. Uh, they want to hear how would you do it and what details are you providing? So it's not just regurgitation of a, of a set fact. So it's a great, great program, but it's a process, but that's why there's only a couple thousand because takes a lot a lot of time to go through this and a lot of times people are rejected based on they failed the test but it's not over and your mentor will tell you that if you fail the test if your essay is rejected you have some time to make corrections and resubmit that's not a problem so it is it is an achievable goal by anyone who wants it but uh, there's a lot of work that goes behind it how long would it take starting from the beginning of the process to achieve a certified emergency manager? Mm, good question. Good question. Uh, if you have the experience, like I said, you got to have eight years experience uh, for CEM. And I believe it's four years for AEM. The top of my head, I don't remember. But uh, 
when you put your application in, you can do it. And if you have all the courses taken, if you have all the time, you can probably get it done in a few months. Uh, I know people that have done it in six months. I know people that have taken two and three years going through the process. What would you say the biggest advantage of becoming a certified emergency manager is? You become one of the elite. <laughs> you get, is there a hat? You get a, you get a shirt. Is it a wardrobe? You, you get a vest with a cape on it. No. Nice. <laughs> no, it's interesting. When you think about when you're looking at all emergency management, in my mind, is one of the fastest growing fields uh, next to IT and technology because there is so much going on around emergency management. I don't know if we're having more disasters or what if we have just more ways of reporting on disasters that we're having, but there's so much that happens and they look for a qualified person to be in that, that seat to help people respond. If you are going for a job and you're looking at emergency managers, you think about it, every town in every county has got an emergency manager. It's usually default. A lot of times it's a volunteer position held by either a fire chief, an assistant fire chief, or a deputy. Uh, so these towns are out there. You look at some of these states, 169 towns in Connecticut, and you think about, okay, that's one state, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. You start looking at the state. If every one of them has got an emergency manager, how many of them are filled in certified positions? Well, not many if you say there's only 2,000 of them in yeah. the entire country or uh, world. Is this an international program? It is. The International Association of Emergency Managers. It is a worldwide worldwide compendium uh, <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, and not just municipalities, towns and counties, but you know, every hospital yep. has an emergency manager um, and they're and they're having trouble finding them. Yes, they are. And in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, where so many hospitals identified problems, the need for emergency managers only grew. And here in the, hopefully the trailing end of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, jobs as emergency managers in, in hospitals and in uh, public health administrations are opening up because people are leaving. They're burned out. They, they're moving on to, to other things. Those jobs are going to be open for those people who are qualified and ready to apply for them. They're not easy jobs. They're not easy jobs. You're right on the money with that. And so having this certification, if you're going up against a, uh, a job pool and you look at uh, let's say they open up a job for a city emergency manager in, oh, any city, pick any city US, and you apply for it. If you have this credential behind your name, it shows that you've been peer reviewed and that you actually have, have stood the test of time and have the credential to back it. So there's a lot of weight that goes with that. There's I also a professional code of ethics and uh, morality that goes with it as well. So something to look at. Well, the world can always use a little more morality. <laughs> Other than the advice you already gave on getting a mentor to guide you through this process, do you have any other advice on becoming a certified emergency manager or an associate emergency manager? I do. I would say open your eyes, open your ears, listen, 
look at the world, look at the events going on around you. Pay attention. If you look at the, uh, the IEM website, if you look at uh, the FEMA independent study courses, take as many of them as you can. There's a lot of trends that are coming out. The Coast Guard is opening up an emergency management program internal to their ranks as well. So a lot of universities are opening. So there's a lot of courses that are out there. So the more you learn, the more you understand, it's the better you'll become. So it's a process. You got to take some time and evaluate what do you want? What do you want out of this process? And just continue to learn. I learn every single day in the maritime arena. We're opening up a lot of emergency management stuff. You look at the, the Suez Canal that just happened. You look at the events that are happening around the world between oil spills and disasters, maritime, maritime emergency management. There's not a lot of courses out there for it. There are some, but they're, they're going to start seeing more of them. So if you want, want to get this degree or get the certification, look, listen, learn, and keep moving forward. Well, that's great advice. Hopefully this podcast will fall into that category and, and help others on their journey to acquire additional knowledge. Randy Ashmore from Gallagher Marine Systems, thanks so much for helping enlighten us on the process to become a certified emergency manager. Thank you, Dan. This has been great. If there's anything I can ever do, please, any of the listeners out there, don't hesitate, reach out. And I'm nothing more than an email or phone call away. And I'll always provide any guidance. I am listed on the IEM website as a mentor, and I will help out any way I can. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Randy. Well, that was a good one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Tactics Meeting. If you enjoyed the show, as always, please share it with a friend. Send a tweet. Post it on your Facebook account. We like to share this with the rest of the community. Stay safe and don't do anything stupid.